Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Groove Talk. Groove Talk is brought to you by Froggy Style Productions. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for up-to-date information regarding this podcast and all other podcasts that they produce. Before we get into this episode of the show, I'm just going to take a couple moments here and tell you ways in which you can support said show. The most direct way in which you can support the show is by donating to it through our Patreon page on a monthly basis, but it feels kind of weird to promote that right now, so I'm just going to say that the link is in the episode notes if you would like to check it out. And I would like to give a big thank you to all of the people who are currently donating to the show. It means a lot that you are still supporting us through these tough times, and thank you very much. Those people are Barbara Emerson, Wanda Smith, Tierra Penner, Tori Smith, Jeff Perry, Quinn Rupert, Amanda Howlett, Brandon Nadu, Ben Wozak, Kurt from the band, or sorry, Kirk from the band Science is Fiction, Razavan Katrinescu. I hope that I pronounced that right, Raz. And I believe that is it. So thank you to all of those people. Uh, It means a lot that you do support the show on a monthly basis, and your continued support is awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are looking for a free way in which you can support the show, consider leaving a rating or a review on your podcast listening app of choice, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, whatever it is. Ratings and reviews are huge. I'm sure if you listen to podcasts at all, every single one asks you to leave a rating and review. And that's because it helps the show get the most amount of visibility when people are searching up for new podcasts to listen to. It puts us more towards the top of the list. And that, in turn, makes it more likely that people are going to listen to us. So if you have the time... A quick rating and review means a lot, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Also, if you just tell your friends about it, uh, share it on social media, interact with our posts on social media, it all really helps with visibility and uh, helps us reach the most amount of glorious listeners that we possibly can. If you are fans of the show, consider signing up for our monthly newsletter. You can do that at fsproductions.ca. It's the very first thing that you're going to see when you visit the website. There's a little bar, you type in your email, hit subscribe, and you are signed up for the monthly newsletter. The monthly newsletter it comes out on the first Monday of every month, and it just keeps you up to date with everything that's happening at Froggy Style Productions. Any new podcasts that we may add or stuff like that, anything that's going on, new merch, discount codes, all that fun stuff, you will get directly into your inbox if you sign up for the monthly newsletter. And also you get a podcast release schedule and all of the previous month's podcasts get sent right to your inbox. So lots of benefits to sign up for the newsletter, so consider doing so. 
while you're at fsproductions.ca, just check out the website. There's a lot of supplementary content that goes along with all of these podcasts, and it get, all gets posted on fsproductions.ca. We also have an online store. So we have t-shirts, stickers, pins, mugs, all that fun stuff is on the online store for your purchasing pleasure. That is also a way in which you can support the show. But like, again, it feels kind of weird asking people for money in times like this. So uh, I just want you to stay safe, be happy, and hopefully, you know, you're doing well because times are tough right now. On this episode of the podcast, I am joined by Tierra Penner. Me and Tierra sit down and we go through my top 10 local music releases of all time. So that's Calgary bands that have released music that I find appealing, and we count down my top 10. The reason we're doing this is because, you know, we are smack dab in the middle of this whole COVID-19 pandemic, and I just kind of thought it would be slightly irresponsible to invite strangers into my house to record a podcast, so I've kind of had to come up with some creative ways to continue providing you with content. And I thought this would be a fun thing. It's something that I've wanted to do for a while. Um, I like sharing the music that I'm listening to because it is such an important part in my life. And I love finding new music and sharing it with people and seeing them get excited about the music. And it's just, a, it, it really makes me happy. So that's kind of why I'm doing this. If you would like to, you know, purchase any of the music that we discuss on this podcast, you can find links in the episode notes of each album, as well as social media links and stuff like that. Each band has a section and it has all the links for their social media, where you can purchase the albums, their Spotify links, their YouTube links, stuff like that. Musicians and live performers, especially right now, are really struggling just because, you know, uh, the social social distancing and self-isolation and the shutting down of gatherings and music venues and stuff like that. It's really hard to make a living as an artist right now. So if you do, if you are still working and you have the spare funds, I consider, consider supporting some of these guys and gals. They're really good artists. That's why they made my top 10. They're some of my favorite. And yeah, so there's that. Anyways, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your continued listenership. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was lots and lots of fun to record. I actually really enjoyed it, just kind of nerding out about music with Tierra. I enjoyed it, and I hope you do too. Thank you very much. This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Groove Talk. 
on this episode, we will be counting down my top 10 favorite albums that have been released in the Calgary area. Actually, it's not albums. It's more like music releases. Some of them are EPs. Some of them are uh, just collections of music. Anyways, we're counting down the top 10 uh, because we are recording this right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic thing that's going on right now. So... I thought it might be irresponsible of me to ask people to come to my house and record podcasts. So we kind of had to come up with some creative solutions for content. Uh, And this is one of the ideas that we came up with. Um, And at least that's until I figure out the whole online interview Zoom thing which might take me a while. I'm like, even though I do a podcast, I'm extremely, uh, like, technology fail. You're not a technophile. No, I'm a technology failure. (laughs) Anyways, I am also joined today by Tierra Penner. She's going to help me count down these top ten music releases. Introduce yourself. Hi, uh, you already introduced me. I'm Tierra. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Great. Super. Anyways, uh, just as a caveat to this, this is, um, you know, as with any top 10 list, this is my personal opinion. I'm sure there's lots of great music out there that I haven't even heard that should be on the list or would be on the list. But like I said, I haven't heard it. And also, I've only been in the Calgary music scene listening to music for about four four or five years now. So that also kind of influences uh, the top ten music releases that are on my list. Like I said, these are my opinions, and you can agree with them or maybe not. Who knows? I like your list. The only thing I think it's missing is Thomas Thomas. Okay. (laughs) They were one of my favorite things that I discovered this summer, for sure. They're just super upbeat, and I just love their music. But I do enjoy your list a lot, and I'm excited to count down it. Okay. Well, your opinions and criticisms have been noted, and they have been filed appropriately. Under not cared. No, I never said that. You said it. I didn't. Okay. So... I I agree with that. Thomas Thomas is also very awesome. And they were going to get an honorable mention, but I I guess we're going to get that honorable mention right (laughs) out of the way, right at the start, but that's cool too. Anyways, uh, so I guess we are going to start off with number 10. So you have These Days by the Veramores as number 10. So why why did you really enjoy their music? So, the first time that I came across the Vermoors, I was actually making a playlist for Slam Festival. Slam Festival is a music festival that happens in the summer around Calgary. It's a surf and music festival, so it happens down by the wave that is in the river on Calgary. Anyways, I was making a playlist for that, and the Vermoors were playing Slam Festival. So I was putting them on the list, and I was listening to the music. And as I was listening to the music, I found it really awesome. Uh, it's really cool. It's kind of like surf rocky. It has like a real '70s feel to it. I remember they almost had like a Beach Boys vibe. Kind of, but more like 
hard rock beach boys yeah <laughs> like cooler beach boys i'm not saying the beach boys are cool but <laughs> anyways uh so then i did i ended up seeing them at slam festival because we went and i just i fell in love with their live performance and their chill rock vibes it was perfect for that day and i've seen them now play live actually only at local music festivals i saw them at honey fest and I also saw them at the Big Winter Classic. And all the times I've seen them, it's been awesome. So yeah, I just that's why this one makes kind of number 10. I really enjoy their music. It's really cool. It's really chill. I think my favorite song off the album, I think it's called Make Love Like the 60s or something like that. <laughs> I think it's the second song, second or third song. Anyways, that's probably my favorite song. Every time they play it live, I really dig it. And yeah, that's why... The Vermores these days made it onto number ten of my favorite albums that have been released in Calgary. You should make a playlist of like one of the songs for each of the albums. Actually, that that's what I was I was, that's what is going to be because I do the monthly Let the Groove Talk mixtape. Yeah. So I do that on a monthly basis on the first Monday of every month. We have a playlist that gets released through Spotify, and May's playlist is actually going to include two songs off of each of these albums for your listening pleasure. Nice. That'd be awesome. Okay, so number nine, you had Violent Nature by Woodhawk. I loved seeing Woodhawk. I have their tank top. It's like my favorite tank top. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, Woodhawk is awesome. Um... It really kind of goes back to, uh, like, I am a big, I used to be a really big fan of metal music in my, like, teenage years, in my high school days. So, Woodhawk just kind of, as I grew older, my my taste diversified, and I don't really find myself attracted to metal music as much anymore. Um, It's, I still really appreciate it, and I like to listen to it every once in a while, because, like, honestly, if you're going to listen to if you want like really good like instrumentation and people who like really know how to play their instruments, like metal is a really good place to find that. Uh, the thing that really kind of gets me with metal is kind of the vocals and like it's just so deep and guttural and I don't know. I like the, the thing that I like about Woodhawk is that it's like hard rock slash metal, but it has like the the vocals that you can understand and they're not afraid to also like take it down a little bit and like go into like a softer slower song it's very like listenable yeah for sure like if if you're if you're not in a metal person and you don't like metal music woodhawk would be like a great introduction into metal music uh so the first time that i came across woodhawk i actually did uh they were like doing a re-release for their first album beyond the sun and i forget who i talked to on the phone but i talked to one of the guys on the phone and we did like a quick interview that way but as they were releasing Violent Nature, um, I had Turner come in, and we sat down, and we had a really great conversation. And the thing that I would compare Violent Nature to, it's like, Woodhawk sounds a lot like Mastodon, and I know you don't really know who Mastodon are, but they're like a really kind of progressive metal rock band. Um, and Beyond the Sun, I kind of compare to their Blood Mountain, and Violent Nature is like their Crack the Sky. Uh, for all you... Uh, Mastodon fans out there, this will make total sense. But, like, uh, whereas Beyond the Sun was kind of more, you know, um, it, it was heavy, but it still also kind of, it wasn't as, like, um, personal, I guess. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as personal to, like, the people who were creating it. 
whereas violent nature is and okay. it's like more it kind of it isn't just like that kind of like heavy vibe it goes all over the place and it's really awesome and like crack the sky is one of my favorite mastodon albums it's actually one of my favorite albums of all time and i would compare that to violent nature in the progression of woodhawk so um also uh i think weightless light the the breakdown on weightless light in like the first 30 <laughs> seconds of that song is insane i like will listen to that song the first 30 seconds like over and over and over again because that is just how awesome it is it's like so groovy and so heavy and it's just a really solid album too like i said it goes all over the place yeah. there's like some rock ballads but it still has that like really heavy metal vibe to it too so i remember really really enjoying the live show that we saw by them it was very it was just a really good show yeah yeah they're great <laughs> they're they're great uh performers as well and like i said this album just shines and it's it's a great album so for number eight you have baby girl galactic future womb now do they still play in calgary no uh actually i think i believe future womb has since moved to vancouver um but uh when when this album was released it was released in calgary so that's why it's on my list uh, so the, the reason this one is on, it's, this one's actually kind of maybe a little bit different from all the other albums that are on the list. This one's like really, and it's like really different from the music I tend to find myself listening to. It's really like kind of, I don't know. It's like psychedelic synth pop or yeah. something like that. That's <laughs> yeah. the best way I can describe it. That is a good description. Which I just, I love it. I love interesting and weird music. I love things that are different. I love things that are unique. And I just found myself drawn to this album the very first time I listened to it. I actually reached out to Michaela, who is the lead singer of Future Womb. And when she was releasing this album, I asked if I could do a review on it. And she gave me, you know, all the... All the, the she gave me the listening privileges to her album before it was released, and I got to listen to it, and I did a review on it. But the first time I listened to it, I was just like blown away with, by how like cool and different, and just like the sounds on it, and just the the it was so cool and interesting. It's like I I think I described it in the review as a it's like a psychedelic space beach party or something like that <laughs> it's it's so interesting and so unique and it's also really vulnerable like the lyrical content of it are, is really vulnerable and it's like just I, I don't know I'm very attracted to just realness in music is this the is this uh the one that you woke me up to listen to the one morning because it was on cj oh yeah we, we did do that that one time when they were playing live on cjsw yeah uh, that was the first time i heard them and i was just absolutely blown away like i'd never really heard anything like it i was very impressed yeah it was it's super unique and super cool and like it's just different and it's with the with the synths on it and like the interesting guitar licks and all of it and it's just the timing and the it's each song is like a treat to listen to because you don't know what it's going to do. Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of cool in that way too. When we saw them live, I was not expecting... I kind of had forgotten listening to it um, that one morning. Yeah. And I hadn't really listened to it since then. And then we saw them live and I was just like... Uh, I just didn't really expect it. And then it was just the funnest thing to like listen to. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, they they put on a great live show too, and just like their their live aesthetic yeah, is like so on point, cool. So. <laughs> something to really appreciate too i i love i love artists who really pay attention to their live show whether it be like with what they wear or like the energy that they bring but i love artists that you can tell have like at least maybe had a discussion about their live live show or they have like done it so many times that they just like bring an energy that oh for sure it's it's hard to like not get into it when bands bring an energy like that yeah i find when we go to live shows the more energetic the bands are about their music the more i find i'm getting into it yeah i've said that like many times on this podcast is like the more the the more excited the band is about their music it just it's it's hard it's contagious it's hard as an audience member not not to get into it exactly even if it's music that you you wouldn't normally find yourself listening to Mm -hmm. if the band is stoked to be playing it and they like they, they give off that energy that they're really stoked to be playing it and they want you to be stoked too. It's hard not to be stoked and dance along. Yeah, I went to, I had this really weird experience, kind of like a detour here, but um, my old housemate got tickets and we went to like a country blues type um, show at the Jubilation Theater, I think. It was like a sit-down theater where we watched these people, but they had like this light show and they were getting into it. They were all over the stage and they were just so energetic and like the whole audience was just sitting there watching them. And I was like, I want to get up and dance, but this is like the weirdest energy because like the band was putting off so much energy and like I was picking up on it and I'm sure other people were too, but the vast majority of people were just sitting there watching and I was like, is this is this normal? Yeah. I don't know what to do. Well, that, well that's, that's the thing, too, is you have to, I don't know, I guess, play to the venue. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because some, some venues uh, are totally uh, not accommodated, but, uh, you know, set up for stuff like that. To set up, their dance floors are set up to, like, have people go nuts and dance and whatever. And then some, like the Jubilation or the Jubilee or whatever, or their sit-down venues, and, you know, it's just a different energy or whatever. Yeah. That being said, I've seen some great shows at the Jubilee. Um, actually, I've seen one show at the Jubilee that was great, but it was Mother Mother. But <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I've seen a couple shows, but Mother Mother was great at the Jubilee. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number seven, you have here Indigo Hours by Alter Ego Collective. Yes, I do. Um... This is the one you put last year on a playlist, right? It's like Indigo Scars and Indigo this. And yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> I get that song stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the only, it's the only hip hop album that made it onto this list, I guess. Um, the first time I heard Indigo Hours, I was hooked. It's, I think, seven songs and they're all, it's a relatively short, like, EP, but it's the first EP released by Alter Ego Collective. He has, you know, since released other albums and EPs since then. But I, I just remember that uh, a mutual friend of me and Kyle, that's his name, um, he sent me the album and I listened to it. And the first time I listened to it, I was just hooked. Like, it was exactly kind of what I want hip-hop to be in a way it's just kind of fun and chill and it's something that you can kind of just like bob your head along to yeah which is like the style of hip-hop that I'm really into I like I'm not drawn to listen to hip-hop 
almost ever, but I do find myself going back to the one playlist you released last year around this time and listening to Alter Ego Collective on that playlist because it's just so fun. Yeah. And it's just easy to listen to. Yeah. And like the cool, like I, I do like hip hop and I like a lot of hip hop. It's just like the hip hop that I'm really attracted to it's usually has like a chiller vibe or a funkier vibe or something like that so i mean this is like all that the the songs i think it's called indigo hours or something but it's like the second song but like the synth lines on it are just so like psychedelic and trippy yeah, they're and really cool they really fit in with like kind of the chill cadence of mm-hmm. alter ego collective and I think it's the fourth song, uh, and I forget what it's called. I'm terrible with song names, just so you all know. Like, <laughs> I'm so, so bad with song names. But it's like the fourth song or the fifth song on this album, but it's just so, like, upbeat and funky, and it's got, like, this cool, uh, like, sample track on it. And, again, just the cadence of Alter Ego Collective, like, brings a really chill vibe to this whole album, and I really, really dig it. Yeah. They're one of the hip-hop artists that I do find myself going back and listening to. And also, Kyle's Kyle's a great person. He's been on the podcast, I think, two times now. And I just have a blast talking to him. And he's the nicest guy, too. He's just so supportive of the local music scene and everybody in it. And it's really cool to see. And I just, like, appreciate Kyle as a human being as well as a musician. Nice. Yeah. Is he part of Alter Ego Collective? He is Alter Ego Collective. Oh, that's just him. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he is a, it's a singular person, yes. Neat. So. Okay, so number six, you have High Plains by Crooked Spies. Yes. You, you have so much Crooked Spies stuff around your house. You have like a sweater and a toque and I don't even know what else. I only have a sweater and a toque. Oh, okay. I feel like I've seen other stuff, but maybe I haven't. Well, like, I guess the story behind that is, uh, so I asked Crooked Spies to be on the podcast and they, uh, you know, graciously accepted and I had a great time talking with the guys and when they released this album, High Plains, they actually asked me if they could appear on the podcast again. I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, nice. And, um... They actually, yeah, they're really nice guys. They're awesome. They're really solid. It's Both podcasts I did with them were just a blast. And I had so, so much fun talking to them. And the reason I like ended up with like a sweatshirt and a toque and stuff like that is because they gave it all to me. They oh, like tight. supplied me with uh, some t-shirts, some toques, um, guitar picks, and like a sweatshirt. And it was all for like merch giveaways yeah um but i kept a sweatshirt and a toque for myself and i gave the rest away so they're really not only are they really good musicians they're really solid dudes yeah and high plains is great like it's one of the first local albums that i listened to where i was like this is like because it was like it tended it's a little on the heavier side it's kind of like it's rock but it's like maybe some like like the first half is kind of like hard rock and like the second half of it is it kind of tones it down a little bit and it's a little bit softer Mm -hmm. and i know that that's how they planned it out Mm -hmm. they wanted it to kind of be like a kind of like a record you know you have your a side and your b side yeah so that's kind of how they planned it out but um like this is one of the like all the songs are just awesome like Again, I think it's it's the third song. I just, I'm sorry, I forget the name, but I know it's the third song off the album. It's just so, uh, there's just a riff in it that is just so heavy. And it's just like, again, coming from that metal background, it just really attracted me to them. 
and just I remember going actually to the release show for this album and they are one they are one of those bands who just gives you all the energy on stage like their live show is phenomenal like you could not help but be into their music from how they act live on stage they're so stoked to be there they're so stoked to be at least at that show they were just so stoked to be playing the music and it was great it was one of the it was a cool cool show and a cool experience for a shooter for sure sounds like they have a lot going for them i love i love it when bands put together albums they really put thought into which song goes where and like how it flows together Mm. it's like some of my favorite albums like growing up had that kind of music where it just kind of flowed from one song to the next and it didn't feel like this abrupt change but like from the beginning to the end of the album there obviously was like a very distinct different sound but it didn't feel that way when you were listening to it yeah yeah those are my favorite albums too right i i really appreciate when bands put thought into the they don't treat an album as just like a collection of random songs yeah but they it's like a each whole... album has a feel and each album is like an art piece of its own yeah um and those are the albums that i'm really attracted to actually like i, I talked about it on uh, an upcoming podcast it's the podcast that's going to be released uh later this month but i did it with the galacticas um and we actually talked about it on that podcast how like I don't know if I, like, I say that I like bands sometimes, but I really only like, like, one album from a band or one (laughs) or two albums from a band. And it's like, do I, am I a fan of the band at that point? Or do I just like this album, you know? It's it's kind of, that's the way I listen to music. That's the way I've always listened to music. Well, maybe not always, but I really do just appreciate the album. And I think that's kind of stemmed from my... uh, exposure to pink floyd at an early age and like smoking smoking weed (laughs) and listening to pink floyd and like all of the album of pink floyd is just like you can't just listen to one pink floyd song it's not as good if you don't have the rest of like the context of the whole album around it yeah yeah that's why anytime a pink floyd song comes on on like the radio like they'll play the wall part two on the radio all the time and i'm like this is like it's less good it is less good because they have the 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 song before it builds it up and it's like it's like it has this whole like epic symphonic thing and it just builds it up and then it hits that it's like at the crescendo it hits that screen and then it drops into this like chill you know we don't need anyways that's my rant on that but (laughs) (laughs) that's why albums are awesome yeah (laughs) anyways yeah crooked spies high plains one of like definitely one of my first loves in the local music scene for sure so okay for number five you have sideways in time for gone cosmic yes uh gone cosmic so the first time i actually even knew who gone cosmic were they actually appeared on the podcast and what i was doing is i was doing a bunch of podcasts for Big Winter Classic 2019. So what I was doing is I was having guests on that were playing 2019 Big Winter Classic, and I was releasing one every week. And uh, so Gone Cosmic was one of those bands. Actually, three of the bands on this list um, are because of those interviews. Wow. So Future Room was one of them, Gone Cosmic was the other, and the next artist will be 
the third band. But anyways, that's I met Abby and I met Darty. They were just awesome people, and it was really fun talking to them. And then uh, I got to go to that Big Winter Classic, and I saw them live. And it just, like, kind of, like, blew me away. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that, like, like, again, coming from a more heavier background, it has all that. And it has, like, the super technical instrumentation, the really tight, like, guitar solos, and, like, the drums are fast and pounding, but still technical, and just all of it comes together to kind of create, like, this heavy ambiance. But then, like, the vocals of Abby are just, like, uh, so, like, powerful and haunting and just, like, beautiful in general. It provides, like, a really good contrast to, like, the, the it, heavy music. It feels very, at least from the couple of times I've I've uh, listened to them, it feels like the music is... They're very. They're doing a very interesting contrasting thing where the music almost feels very masculine, and then this like very very feminine haunting voice comes in. Yeah, and it's it's cool. It's like it cool. It's it's cool and it's different and like, it's just again, like when I saw them, that was January of 2019, and I, their album didn't even come out until April. I think I think it was April in 2019, but just I knew that after seeing them live. I knew that they were planning on releasing an album because I had talked to them in December, but I knew that I would be purchasing that album for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, after seeing them live, I was like, this is... And I listened I, I listened to that album so many times when it first came out, and I would always play it for my friends, and like, I have a few friends who are still kind of like more into like metal music and stuff like that. And they even were like, oh, man, who is this? Like, this is really tight. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of that, like, it, it, that's a high compliment coming from, like, some of my friends because they're very, like, uh, I don't want to say, like, like they're, they're kind of purist about the music they listen to. So. They're very metal-based. <laughs> but it, it was just, it's cool. It's it's cool. It's got, like, everything. It's kind of got that heavy heaviness to it, but it also can be vulnerable and light. And it's not light even. It's just, like, very real real and just i don't know like ethereal it's like ethereal (laughs) and it's it's great like heavy stoner rock music yeah (laughs) i agree four is first time full time from long time no time i love long time no time yes and this (laughs) is the third and final band on the list that came from those interviews that I did for Big Winter Classic. Mm-hmm. And getting to sit down with the guys. It was really cool to uh, learn how they put together music. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, Long Time No Time is like a it's like a rock jazz band. Yeah, it's, it's like, amazing. It's got <laughs> a full horn. It like, you know, it's trumpets, saxophone, trombones... There's like six members. It's got all the horns and it just like, it's real cool. It's like funky, but it's still like jazzy and they go through a bunch of different genres and stuff like that. And like the, the, uh, I, they somehow like do sweet, like cool jazz band stuff and then throw hip hop lyrics over top of it. And it's just so fucking cool and so different. And it's just impossible not to get excited about their music it's so Mm -hmm. upbeat and just so fun and it's it's awesome coming from a place when i when i heard them for the first time i was really coming from a place of where i really liked jazz music and that's like a lot of what i listened to and a lot of what i like 
would go and see was jazz music. So listening to them was just like this, it like kind of opened another door. It was like, oh, jazz music can be like this weird, funky thing, which like I already knew because like lots of jazz artists were the ones that like broke down these music barriers. And it was just the music. I love the history of jazz, but like long time, no time just took it to like another level. And I just really enjoyed listening to them because of that. Yeah, they're like the renegades of jazz. Which you know, can be said throughout history. <laughs> yeah. But it's awesome. It's just I don't know. They 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 make like kinda of, they kinda of take jazz music and like funk music and they make it more accessible for the masses. Yeah. And just when I was talking to them, just finding out the way that they actually put together the way they put together their songs was so cool because they all come from like a jazz background. They've all played in jazz bands and that's how, I think how they met was through the U of C jazz band. Oh nice. Um so the way they put to together their songs was interesting because somebody like uh daniel i believe the the saxophone player he writes most of the music but he writes all the parts you know he comes in and he has sheets for them and he gives it out and then they kind of jam it out in that way Mm -hmm. and it's it was the first time that i had interviewed a band where they came to like the table with such like a professional way of making music like that. Yeah. Like a lot of bands, like they have ideas and they'll jam it out and figure it out. But this was like all very structured. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's, it, if you, if you're playing with like that many horns and that many different tones, you kind of have to make it that way. But I just thought it was very interesting the way that they wrote this album but then they also, because you'll as if you go back and you listen to the interview, you'll find out that they weren't afraid to improvise either. And some of the best moments that they did have uh, came from like straight up improvisation. So, which is the best moments in all of jazz. Yeah, well, and I think that's like the, the sign of a like kind of a true musician is, you know, being able to play along with the structure, but knowing when to take those moments and like throw in your own flavor and improvise. Yeah, it's like. You, you have to learn how to play as a group, but also know when to take those risks and kind of, like, step out and, like, really showcase your instrument. Yeah, because those are, like, so, those are some of my favorite parts in music is just, like, those things that are not part of the songs that they're playing, but you can tell are just, like, jam sessions on stage. Yeah. That were, like, whether it be solos or, like, everybody goes across doing their whole solo yes. thing. It's, like, some of the, those are my favorite moments from any band. Like, yeah. the things that you weren't expecting... Especially from, like, bigger bands. I love it when people don't just play the song. Yeah. Because, like, (laughs) I've said it so many, so many times on this podcast that if I wanted to just listen to the album the way that it was recorded, I would stay home in my own house and just listen to it on big speakers. The reason I'm going to a show (laughs) is because I want that extra, you know? Yeah. Also, connection with humans. Like, there's something special to be said about... Uh, you know, a group of humans getting together for the same purpose, yeah. you know, coming together just all to listen to music. Which I feel is going to be, I don't know, it's been hard the last little while because we haven't been able to go to any live shows or do anything like that. Yeah, it's it's the one thing that I'm really starting to to miss about, like, with this whole COVID thing going on. It's that the live music is really, and it's not like, you know, I would get out every week but it was a couple times a month and it's just you don't really miss it or you don't realize you like until it's gone you know what i mean that was super poorly said but yeah you don't even realize you don't realize what you have until it's gone that's a better way to say it anyway yeah i didn't even realize how often we went to live shows until we haven't been to one in like almost two months yeah i don't know it's just like 
it was just cool to have the option. Yeah. It's like, I, I said it to a guy at work, like, when this whole thing was going down. It's just, you know, it's not like I'm the most uh, social person. I don't go out every single weekend or whatever, but... Like I'm actually I'm, I'm 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 mostly uh, like homebody. I like being at home. I like doing my own thing. But uh, it's when you don't have the option to go out, and mm-hmm. you really start to miss it and notice it. So yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I, I if one thing does come out of this whole COVID thing, I hope that it's an appreciation for what we have, the opportunities we have in this country, and like what we get to do. You know, like and the like, interactions that we get mm-hmm. to have with each other, and like being able to just go see live music basically almost any day of the week in Calgary. Yeah, it's which... insane. Like, I, like, before you kind of showed me what the music scene was like in Calgary, I didn't even realize that we had a music scene, to be honest. Mm. Like, I knew, like, two or three jazz bands. I'd go see them a couple times a year, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's just, I, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing... That I am very much looking forward to getting back to. It's. I hope that the music scene isn't too affected by this whole thing because I know yeah. it's going to be hard on music venues. It's going to be hard on bands. It's yeah. going to be hard on everybody. So, uh, I guess this is just a you know, <laughs> I guess this, this is just a PSA that if you can, if you have the spare funds, maybe support the venues. What if they are doing, you know, takeout orders or stuff on their food, maybe or like, throw some extra money that way or, or buy merch from the bands. Yeah. Buy merch from the bands, buy their music. I know, I know you've all probably heard it a million times before, but it's just a reminder because people are struggling right now. And if we can help each other out, if you have the means to help mm-hmm. each other out, then, uh, you know, it would, I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated by those who are on the receiving end of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number three is Please Hold by the Corey Hotline. Yes. This is one that, like, I am so fond of. We went on a road trip, and I just... We listened... I listened to this album over and over and over again until you were like, hey, switch the music. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... It just, I'd never really heard anything like it. It was just, every song was just so filled with emotion. And it was just this incredible listening experience. Yeah, this is, this is a great all-around album. I had, like, no idea who the Corey Hotline were until they came onto my podcast. I asked them on, and they gave me this album. They actually made up, like, a little press kit from me, which I thought was really cool, because... I, you know, I forget that I'm in the media sometimes, so because <laughs> it's like this is just so fun. I'm, I'm still blown away, blown away anytime a band wants to come and talk to me. But um, they made up a little press kit for me and included the CD and some other fun little things. And I just remember listening to the CD for the first time and just being like blown away. Like all the songs are super solid, and it goes all over the place. It's kind of like I don't know, kind of punk, punk rocky. But with, like, an emotional edge to it. Oh, yeah, for Like, sure. some of the songs are super real, and, like, I feel like it just, you know, deals with all your kind of punk rock tropes, like heartbreak and change and yeah, just not being comfortable in your skin and stuff like that. And it's just really, it's a cool album, and the Corey Hotline has quickly became one of my favorite bands, too, yeah. in the city, for sure. Yeah, they're just... 
I don't think that I've seen them live, but I've listened to their album so, so many times. As soon as I hear, like, an old telephone, like, weird. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's the Corella. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly. And and this is this kind of this album goes to kind of what we were saying before. They did pay attention to how the album is laid yeah, out. Yeah, you know? it's gorgeously laid out. Because the way it opens up is it's just like dial tones. It's somebody dialing a phone and <laughs> yeah. it ringing, and uh, they're calling the Corey hotline because they tell it. They tell the story on the podcast, but I guess there was this thing in the '90s called the Corey hotline, and it was Corey Feldman and Corey Hart. The two oh. Corys of the 90s. Um, <laughs> and you could call this hotline and you could talk to one of these Corys, I guess. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. And so the whole thing opens up with, you know, them dialing the number. And then it's ringing. And it's like, you have reached the Cory hotline. Please hold or whatever. Yeah. And then it ends the album uh, with uh, the the phone gets answered. It's like, hey, you've reached Cory. Hello? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's such a fun, it's just a fun listen to. Yeah, it's a fun listen, but it's still like super real yeah. and super upbeat at times, but also it's one of those albums that like can take it down and mm-hmm. do, does it well. And it's like, it has the appropriate amount of rise and fall. Yeah. I love that. I love it when albums go up and down in intensity and emotion and like yeah. tone and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know which song it is it's the one about the the mountains and the prairies yeah and it's just like every time i listen to that song i just get chills i just love that song so much and it's just so fun to sing along to as well yeah no that's that's a super great song i think it's song number six uh again (laughs) sorry 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 to all the bands that i can't name your songs i know where exactly they are on the album (laughs) Uh, that's because usually when I'm listening to music, I like I'm still one of those people who just like I'll put the first song on the album and I'll listen straight through the album. So I know exactly where it is on the album, right? Um, but I don't know the name. Also, the last song, uh, Threads. I know the name of that song. That one's a good one. Super, super cool. Super chill at first, and then it, like builds up into this like cool crescendo to finish it off, and it's just super solid ending. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Uh, number two, we're at Diagnostics by the Galacticas. Yes. This, like, <laughs> this would have been my favorite album if it weren't for finding out about the, <laughs> the, the current number one holder, but I love the Galacticas. I've done now four podcasts with them, and basically every single release that they have made they have come on the podcast for like their first ep it was just a four song ep that they put out and i remember listening to that for the first time and just being like i cannot wait until these guys put out new music it was the first local band that i ever had that thought about like i heard it and i was like i can't wait for more from these guys that's awesome and i had them on the pod it was like episode 15 of the podcast or whatever and it was that was the first time that i had anthony and will on of the galacticas and it was just so fun and we were all just a bunch of big nerds and we nerded out about star wars and <laughs> every podcast since uh we it was it was right at the beginning when they started they were just putting out new star wars content yeah. um and then they came on for the second podcast they came on it was for promotion of the diagnostics album and again we just nerded out about star wars and then they came on for 
the Emoticon EP, which was the third time they were on, and then they were just recently on because they are releasing a new album in June, which I'm super excited for. But Diagnostics is like a pop punk treasure. I love it. Um, if you're fans of like Billy Talent, or not Billy Talent, uh, Blink-182, <laughs> uh, also Billy Talent, I guess, but like like you'll fucking love the Galacticas and you'll love Diagnostics. It's Every song on it is just awesome i seriously love every single song on it it's it's there's not many albums that you can say that about you know um some of my favorite songs are the ego industry the alderaan song see like i love this album so much that i like know all the names of these songs (laughs) oh no (laughs) the only one (laughs) no no maybe but uh, and uh, like as the, 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 the name suggests in the Alderaan song, they have a Star Wars song. Like, or it's not just Star Wars, but it's like... How does that so, like, feel? Yeah, it's, it's just something that I can super relate to because they kind of take that nerdiness mm-hmm. and they apply it to like this pop-punk uh, uh, kind of formula and it just produces gold, I think. Like, I can relate so much to every single song. But that's just because, like, I'm a kid from the 90s who grew up with, like, all these references. So, like, it's just super relevant to me. Yeah. I do really enjoy listening to them. I haven't listened to them as much as I have wanted to just because there's so much other music that I have on my list to listen to Mm -hmm. that, like, sometimes I don't get around to them. And then I'm like, oh, this is your favorite band? Oh, no, I haven't listened to enough of them. (laughs) Yeah, no, the Galactics are super solid and... uh, it's it's cool because like kind of becoming friends with the guys a little mm-hmm. bit over like through the podcast even like we me and Anthony who's the lead singer of the Galacticas found out we had a mutual mutual friend so we started like you know uh, going on snowboard trips and ski skis I snowboard but we start going on ski trips together and it's just been a joy getting to know these guys they're super solid dudes and like they they just like like they're my people you know they're nerds from the 90s playing music. It's just, it warms my heart. <laughs> like I said, they are coming out with a new album in June, and actually the other episode of Groove Talk that you will, will get in the month of April will be an interview with Anthony and Will from the Galactica, so stay tuned for that because, again, it was lots of fun, and we nerded out about pop culture like we always do. So, the, Just saying... <laughs> The podcasts that I do with uh, Anthony and Will are the longest Groove Talk episodes, I think. Yes. The, I think the most, the longest one we did was like two hours and 20 minutes, and that's the longest Groove Talk to date. So yeah. it's been cool to like get to know them, and uh, I'm really excited to hear their new album. And just something that I, I'm going to say about the Diagnostics album, a uh, neat thing that they did is that if you buy... The actual CD, if you buy the diagnostic CD, you got a bonus song at the end, and it's a Taylor Swift cover. <laughs> and it was, it's solid. I, I love it when they do covers like that. It's super solid, and it's, it's awesome. It just gives you a reason to buy the CD. So stay tuned, or stay on the lookout for their next album in June, because I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And also stay on the lookout for the podcast that I did with them. Like I said, it'll probably come out next week. So, Yeah. The Galacticas are awesome. Oh, also, another reason the Galacticas are awesome. 
they do like these cool animated videos that like, oh yeah those are cool i enjoy watching them yeah again it's like it's just like straight from the 90s and yeah. it just like pulls at my 90s kid heartstrings so yeah go on youtube to search up the galacticas and watch some of their cool animations doesn't anthony mostly make them yeah anthony makes them all so that's pretty cool yeah it's real cool um so the number one number one we are at the number one um, top 10 favorite local release and if uh cody doesn't mind i'd like to share my opinion of this band as well yeah um so it's we're all here for each other by i am the mountain and i remember the first time i listened to i am the mountain it was at the end of one of Cody's podcasts, he linked the song, and I went and listened to the song, and it was just after I met Cody, it wasn't too long after, and I listened to Motorcycles, and I just sat there, and I was like, oh, oh no, this is my new favorite thing ever, and I went and I listened to all of their music, that same, like, within that hour, I listened to everything. And then I texted my two best friends, and I was like, you need to listen to this song immediately. And I sent the motorcycles. And my one best friend is like, yep, this is my summer jam. And I think me and them listened to I Am The Mountain every single time we got together that summer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I Am The Mountain has quickly become probably one of my favorite bands in the city it's one of it's my favorite band to go see live every time they post a live show and i'm like we're going we're going there's no <laughs> we're canceling any other plans we're gonna be there yeah it was cool um how i met uh colton from the band he's the lead singer but uh again it was through the podcast but uh I was going to do a podcast and I was going on location because they had asked if I could come down to Market Collective and we could record an episode there. So not being one to like turn down, you know, opportunities too much. I took my portable recorder and I headed down to Market Collective. And it was really cool to just A, be at Market Collective. It's a cool little thing. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, so we went, I went into Market Collective, I met them, and what we we just ended up sitting on these like bean bags just inside <laughs> the entrance of Market Collective for like an hour and I just like held up my little portable recorder and we chatted and it was a super awesome chat. And at the end of the interview, they gave me the CD. We're all here for each other. And I think I popped it in Actually, I was coming to see you one time cuz it was when you lived in the north the north so it's like a half an hour drive so <laughs> uh yeah i was on my way to go to your old house and i just popped in the cd and i started listening to it and i got through the whole cd because it was a long drive and <laughs> it was awesome i just i couldn't believe how like chill and cool and like how elaborate each song was so i, I, I like instantly instantly yeah. fell in love with it and like the horns and like just every single part of it is just like this masterpiece on its own and then they put it together and it's just like absolutely unbelievable yeah it's it's great and like out of all the bands in the city i think i've now seen even though i think i just discovered them it's been less than a year since i've discovered them i think i've seen them the most out of any other band that could be due to me being like we need to go see uh, them we need to go see them i don't know i'm not (laughs) any different but i think i've seen them live six times now at least yeah but it was cool because uh like 
you know, uh, I actually saw them at, we saw them at Market Collective the one time, yeah. which is where I met them, which is kind of neat, and um, saw them at the King Eddie, which was super cool, and... At the Palomino. At the Palomino for my birthday, which was super cool, and just, like, then there was the Big Winter Classic, which was awesome, and the Dude's Christmas Party. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> and it's cool because, like, each time it's, like, a different vibe. It's, like, a different show, yeah. you know, like... At, for example, just at the the dude's Christmas party, it was like more mellow, kind of more chill. Whereas like you, we went and saw them at the Big Winter Classic, it was more upbeat, oh, more yeah. like fancy and stuff like that. So it's cool with the same songs, they can give you different vibes. Yeah, another thing for them is like not this album, but just like their first album. I think it was an EP. Actually, there's only like four songs or something. I listened to it when I went to Europe. And those are, like, the songs I listened to when I was, like, on the bus or on the plane or whatever. And I just, I just can't believe just how well put together every single song is. Like, I can't pick a favorite, almost. Like, mm. they're just all so amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's great songwriting great like just playing together and they're like one of those bands like oh they jam out on stage yeah. all the time and it's like my favorite i think it was it was market collective there's something went wrong and so like every instrument did a, their own solo while they like fixed it yeah it's, it's just <laughs> i don't know it's just cool to each person is just like a master of their instrument and it's cool to see and yeah they're just a great band together so yeah yeah so, I mean, so that that was the top 10 favorite local Calgary music releases. Yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was a little, like I said, it's a little different from what we normally do here. Normally have a band in and talk to them and stuff like that. But with the whole pandemic thing going on, we are probably going to have to look into a little bit more creative content uh won't just be interviews or anything there's going to be probably more things like this and some other ideas i have in the in the in the bucket yeah so uh stay tuned thank you very much for listening i hope that you enjoyed this episode it was really cool to actually put this list together i enjoyed it and just Mm -hmm. kind of reminisce about all the good local music that is in the city yeah i am consistently blown away when Cody used to put in our shared calendar all of the music events that were going on in the city that he wanted to go to and it was like at least one a week like we didn't go to one a week but like there was so many going on all the time and I just like it blew me away because I didn't even realize that Calgary's music scene was so big and now I really miss it yeah it's huge and it's the friendliest thing that you're ever going to enter into oh for sure everybody is (laughs) so supportive and like when i first started this podcast it was weird and because like i had i struggled with social anxiety and stuff like that and just like inviting strangers into my house and i thought all these people would be like so much cooler than me because they play in a (laughs) band and stuff and you just quickly realize that like they're all people they're all really excited to talk about their art yeah as most artists are and nobody has an ego everybody is super friendly and super accepting and just they just want you to be as stoked about the music as they are and that's why i do this podcast is i just want you to be as stoked about the music as i am because 
it's my favorite thing. Music is amazing, and I constantly, constantly blows my mind with the talent that is out there. Yeah. It's really cool actually going into the local music scene with somebody like you who's met a lot of people. Because there's people from bands constantly being like, hey, Cody, what's up? And I'm just standing there like, this is so cool. I just saw them perform. <laughs> like, I mean, the thing is, is like you realize just everybody's just people. Yeah, it's just they're just people. But they're, they're, they're... it's just it's a really cool thing. Yes. It's just it's a cool thing to realize that no matter like everybody's just people. Yeah. They do people things and they yeah. have people attitudes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everybody in the music scene in Calgary has just been just so nice. Yeah, everybody's super friendly and very opening, um, oh, very open and accepting and stuff like that. And I am just gonna give a couple honorable mentions for other bands that I think you should check out. No, um, Thomas Thomas. Thomas Thomas is definitely one of them. Their self-titled EP is amazing. It's happy and it kind of has like uh, just again that like poppy feel to it that is just so happy and like straight out of the 60s almost. It's great. Thomas Thomas self-titled EP. Check it out. Also um, Heavy Dive. Heavy Dive is this like really cool shoegazy like progressive rock band that's just super fuzzy and like super like pedal oriented and just like really really cool um i saw them at big winter classic 2020 um and they absolutely blew my mind i caught the entire set and i just was like standing there fucking gobsmacked at how good they were like so insane so insanely good um and then also another one uh, i think you should keep your eye out for is sweet berry wine Oh, they're good too. Sweetberry wine, amazing. If you like funk, get some sweetberry wine in your life. Yeah. They have two <laughs> two singles released right now. Uh, one is called Cookie Monster. The other one's called Honey Bear. Cookie Monster is absolutely phenomenal. It is the just coolest funk jam that you're ever gonna listen to. Something maybe not ever. There's a lot of really good funk music out there, <laughs> but it's in the city probably the coolest funk jam you're gonna listen to. I have always really enjoyed going to see and like listening to God Spilled the Milk. Just like yeah. the vocals and the music and it just all comes together just really, really nicely and just like I don't know. I've always really enjoyed them as well. Cool. Fun fact, Anthony also plays in that band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those are some maybe some other artists just keep your eye out on because they're all really good and I'm sure there's so many more that I could say here but that's all I can think of right now so uh, like I said I will be doing a playlist of two songs from each of these releases and that'll be coming out in May the beginning of May probably the first Monday and also I will have links to the social media and also where you can purchase some of these albums off Bandcamp. Um, it'll be in the episode notes for each band. Nice. And I do encourage you, if you do have some extra money kicking around and would like to support some local music, maybe pick up one of these albums because they're all phenomenal. So yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. And thank you, Tierra, for being my co-host for this episode. Yeah, it was fun. I yeah. like talking about music, yeah. listening to music cool um so hopefully hopefully you know we get back to normal sooner rather than later but <laughs> until then uh everybody stay healthy and stay safe and we stay will, at home yeah stay at home <laughs> and we will continue to be bringing you content so thank you
If you like this episode of Groove Talk, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Help us break through those evil algorithms and reach the most amount of glorious listeners that we possibly can. For up-to-date information on the show, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find us at Froggy Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.